This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. We're back on the Hafta. Hello all you enthusiastic people who tune in weekly to listen to us Pelo Gyan, much of which is appreciated and much of which is not. As three males today will demonstrate. Today on the panel we have a guest Rohan Venkat Ramakrishnan. How many uh, alphabets or letters are there in your uh, surname Rohan? All together it's 19 including Rohan yeah but then that's not the whole name so there's <laughs> much there's more, more. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. oh dear so what is the whole name Bharadwaj Narayanan Iyer Roderick wow okay yeah so mom's catholic this, so the achha. end is <laughs> okay wow so that's that's a long name so you can really actually like Vijay Dinarat Chauhan said pura naam you can say tu to chup reh beta tu mera pura naam sunega teri script nikal jayegi agnipath ki the um the folks who designed uh, newspapers who had to fit my name in in the byline used to hate me because just putting it in would like, take forever yeah. so they keep trying to get me to shorten it the internet doesn't have that problem uh, on your twitter id of course you don't use your full name otherwise you would not have any 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 <laughs> yes, yes, characters yes, yes. left Rohan to tweet is, so you'd yeah. just be Yeah, your name. Nobody can take away his handle. <laughs> at the same time, people remembered me at college as the guy with the long last name. So it was a calling card. Even if they didn't read my copy, they would know me as that guy. So now you know enough about Rohan's name. I hope you have also uh, had a chance to look at his work. He's associate editor at Scroll. He writes about politics, policy, works the reporting team and the video team. So you're doing video as well, huh? Do you like it? Uh, they have to keep convincing me to do video. It's I'm not something you getting in front of the camera not so much. I enjoy writing to video actually quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. And you were with Mail today, uh the Indira group and you've been a journalist for nearly a decade. Well, you don't look it, you look very young. And you studied print journalism at the University of Southern California. You awarded the Herb Klein scholarship in government political reporting. Dude, you are an overqualified overachiever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was a long time ago. Long time ago. Uh also on the panel is Manisha Hello. Manisha Pandey has won the Ramnath Goenka award. Have you won a Ramnath Goenka award? Not even come close. She okay. got it from Modi too, so. And that also from Modi. You only got the Herb Klein scholarship. She got the Ramnath. I'm just like trying to say that we rock. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay. On that humble note, Manisha, and I'm arranging it, Raman sir. Hi. How are you? Fine, thank you. Okay, so before I get on to what all we have to discuss this week, I have a small announcement to make. We promised our subscribers a quarterly video session called the NL Bethak, where you can interact with us, ask us questions, tell us why we suck or why we're good, or give us suggestions. So this Tuesday, that is coming Tuesday on April twenty fourth, we will do our first NL Bethak. It's going to be at five pm uh, because it is only for subscribers. So you move at four, can stop thinking that you will also come and ask us questions. You can go ask yourself questions. You can only ask us questions if you subscribe. The NL beta could be on Facebook live on News Laundry subscribers group. The subscribers group is a closed group. It's only for News Laundry subscribers. So do join the group ASAP. The link of the group is below this podcast on our page. So check it out. And for those of you who don't want to get on Facebook um, and you still want to ask us questions, you can send your questions at contact at newslaundry dot com and in the title write NL beta and we shall include your questions as well. And the Mufat Khurs were thinking that they'll get themselves added to the group. No, you won't. We have a very diligent team who will approve group membership requests only after matching it with our subscribers list. So, NL Bethak for subscribers Tuesday, twenty fourth April at five pm. Okay. So, Angriyas, apna lagan news laundry apna hafta kabi nahi chhodte. A lot happened this week. In fact, a lot happened today. Just a few minutes before we started recording hafta, the Supreme Court has called the petition to. 
for independent investigation to Loya's death. Frivolous, is that right? Is that the word used by the Supreme Court? Frivolous and motivated. So that is out of the window. Um, although I believe the Maharashtra Power Council is asking for a review petition. That's what I read last. Can anyone give me an update on that? Anything new on that? Maybe during the course of the discussion, we'll have something on that. Then there was the Kathua rape case, which um, led to a, a huge groundswell. There were protests all over the country. Many people had lots to say about that. We'd like to know what our panel says about that as well. Following up on that, Nidhi from News Runner has done a fantastic story about uh, horrific sex crime again in Jammu and Kashmir. And we'll have a follow-up story on that too by the time this podcast is up because she's there reporting right now. Thank you subscribers who do subscribe. This is the kind of reporting that actually your money does help us do. So to keep the subscriptions coming. Then there is a fake news uh, uh, um, report on the Katwa rape, which Manisha yeah. wrote a response to. We shall discuss that. Yeah. Fake news opinion piece. <laughs> fake news opinion piece. Then there was the Mecca Masjid blast also. That also was um, all the prime accused were exonerated. That made news for two prime times, two days. Then the AAP assistance advisors sacked, including Atashi Marlena and one who had already resigned earlier, Raghav Chadda. Uh, that has led to some bipartisan condemnation for a change. I've seen all sorts of people come together, say this sucks. A cash crunch, again, there seems to be dry ATMs. Uh, we'll have various theories on that, hopefully floated in the hafta on why this is happening. And finally, we'll end with what happened to, to journalists. One was, of course, the Tamil Nadu governor who patted that journalist's cheek and the other was a Meghalaya bomb hurled at the residence of editor Shilong of the Times editor. Do we Patricia. know why that happened? I don't think the motive is known but I'm guessing she she reported a lot on mining there. That could be so one of the... Be. Well, the mining mafia... Mining, yeah. mining is very big in Northeast now. Yeah. I see. The entire, uh, you know, attention has been shifted to Northeast. Hmm. And, and it used to be Goa, Karnataka. Right. But now... These miners have gone to North East. In fact, the Hellcat had done a cover story long ago about the rat hole mines of Assam yeah. with all these little yeah. children because they're the only ones who can get in. That was a f- this was this was on the uh, children working yes. in, uh, at the mines. Yes. That's right. But before we get to all this, can I please ask Rohan, did you uh, watch uh, My Fair Lady yesterday? <laughs> I, I tried to stay away from it. I saw some clips of it and I heard about it. I the didn't get that joke. My Fair Lady. You've heard the My Fair Lady performance. Yesterday yeah. there was My Fair Lady. With <laughs> well, you actually said Lady. I, like <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were... Prime Minister Modi's okay. some interview in, in <laughs> what? I Wellington mean, Hall? What is it called? PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, Hall? <laughs> what is it? First time anyone was invited there. Someone just check where was it? It was at first time any Indian PM has been in Princely Hall. What was the name of the hall? Yeah, Rohan, tell me what you thought of that and the reportage since. I only watched a very little bit of it. I saw that most TV channels cut to it and showed it, showed quite a bit and promised unscripted and unprecedented yes. things. Mm. Um, in the, it didn't make much news in the morning papers, which I found surprising, um, other than Pakistan being scared of Modi, which was quite And that he spoke on Katwa. Also, some people huh. kind of... It was curious that he went to London to speak in Hindi to a Hindi audience, or, or presumably with Prasoon Joshi moderating. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed very directed at India and not at the UK. Um, and uh, and yeah, the, the aim of what's happening, I'm not sure. There was a very good poem in Gujarati, mm. though, and uh, Modi has taken the entire credit of writing it. What? And, it, uh, and it's all is there on the Twitter and it's trending. 
So it is his poem or it's not his poem? He did recite a poem. I didn't. He said that I am not a poem, but I am going to write a poem. Basically, the poem says that how many pathar mujh pe maro, I make a path out of that pathar and walk on it. But the poem is very good. But it's not written by him. I don't know. He claims that he has written it. Well, he did say that. Yeah, he did say I am going to write a poem. And already on the Twitter, it has been put as Modi's poem. Oh. So I have, I'm afraid, I mean, I think the 10th class students in Gujarat will soon <laughs> have this in the syllabus. Well, it was at Westminster Central Hall. Yeah, Just, uh, yeah Westminster Central Hall. So, yeah, but, but tell me, Rohan, honestly, do you think um, the media was wrong in building this up, including uh, those of us, I don't have any expectation, but that to expect a prime minister in a foreign visit to do a tell-all interview overseas. I mean, really, did anyone expect that he will have some hard talk type interview like somewhere else? And even why should he? Was that, wasn't the expectation itself ridiculous? Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, first of all, it was a town hall or that sort of thing. So to expect any hard questions was always... The idea of an unscripted town hall itself is problematic because then it suggests that most of his other town halls are, you know... Scripted. Filtered, which at they least, are. Yeah, which they are. Hmm. Um, and the messaging the day after uh, the Express had uh, spoken to Manmohan and he said that, you know, Modi ought to speak more was quite obvious. It was, it was so, like, blatant what they were trying to do there. So, I don't know. It, 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 I think most people also would have figured that. Nobody was expecting better. Manisha, do you know if to anyone who, who thought it was a... hard talk type question, from, I mean, from sort of an interview from Modi is not believable and no it's not believable but it's rational I can expect the Prime Minister to, gi- to give either hold a press conference in India or to come Modi, to a studio I, no I understand hmm. but what I'm saying is from a Prime Minister forget Modi but to expect any Prime Minister to go overseas sit among you know NRIs course, yeah. in Westminster Hall and then do a hard time talk is like from any Prime Minister it's ridiculous I guess yeah but anyway I mean I have very low expectations from Modi and in fact Prasoon Joshi asked him at one point, Modi remarked that आपने तो बड़ा ही journalistic question पूछा है। आपके अंदर एक पत्रकार छुपा है। I was like, he's kind of right because these are sort of questions that people ask him back home also, journalists. Like, you know, आप तो फकीर की तरह हैं। कैसे आप रहते हैं? और आपको कभी-कभी बुरा नहीं लगता कि आप इतनी तेजी से काम कर रहे हैं, लेकिन भारत इतना तेजी से काम नहीं कर रहा। massive chunk of his job, his business from the government. And so that expectation is anyway silly. And to, to uh, push back on that a little bit, I think Manmohan was infamous for uh, for going abroad and giving interviews. Correct. He, on, he went flights, on flights especially, yeah, I remember. Exactly. I mean, he wouldn't give sharp interviews here, but he, he gave one to science at one point or nature, one of the journals and not Indian organizations. So. In fact, I remember him taking questions on the aircraft, oh, yeah, whatever he it was called. Frequently. He used to do that frequently and that time people yeah. would ask him all sorts of questions. Yeah. No, but I'm saying something that is celebrated as this you know production at Westminster Hall dekho ab hum sab dance karenge even the beginning this guy on a flute and this girl doing kathak kind of thing it was like chalo chalo matlab nukkad ka matlab it was a high budget mundan
हाँ जी सर वॉट इज योर व्यू नो नो इट मे नॉट बी अ क्वेश्चन एंड आंसर सेशन बट वेर एवर ही गोज ही इंटरेक्ट विद नो द पीपल एंड इज वेरी वेल नोन डेट द वी एच पी द ओवर इज वी एच पी दे आर दंस हुईज यू नो ऑल देर इंटरनेट दिस बाय द वे can we do a report on that because the ministry of external affairs people said don't ask us question about the event we have organized it so if no, it is it's not a private company government. but again close to the bjp is what i know but the i VH forget the name the all private companies that organize no, the overseas vhp mostly organize all the bjp functions abroad उटलीयो Uh, one line that they must attend the no no sure what i'm saying is they are not organized by they the government organized. not government of india yeah. so these are privately organized events that means someone is making a lot of money of these yeah i guess if it's sponsored if it's that wow modi ji overseas vhp vhp is the richest uh, modi ji if you're listening uh, just we want to do an event if you can <laughs> spare some time we'll ticket it so we can make some legit money but until that happens subscribers you can you can just subscribe and give us money because it's unlikely that that will happen uh, although i can also polish up on my questions ki modi ji ab bataiye hum itne gadhe kyu hain hum kya kare aapko ye nahi lagta hum aap thappad mare modi thappad mari mujhe please the first question was really something which was which was a, this was the question basically that you know you are so great and you want to move with the speed of a bullet train lekin aapke aas paas bharat us gati se nahi chal pa raha hai to aapko frustration nahi hota someone actually told me how a uh, when salman khan says yes to a film you know how a script reading goes to him so script reading with salman khan is like story hai ki there's a character who should entry entry bata meri entry so i was just picturing if someone had written modi sir wahan jaake jo hum mudde mudde chhodo entry kya hai meri sir acha sir entry hai aap wahan se aate hain spotlight theek hai aap aaye aise chhatte singh ki chhati spotlight theek cut to chhatte singh sorry 35 kitne ki hai 56 56 theek theek hai सर कट टू फाइव यूमिन बुरका जिमी जिप शॉट स्लो पैन मोदी 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 कट बैक टू यू सर छप्पन इंच की छाती ठीक है सर देन यू स्टार्ट वॉकिंग फिर पुल आउट दाढ़ी वाले और मुसलमान पंद्रह मोदी मोदी पुल आउट मोदी मोदी जोर जोर से आप ऐसे एंटर आते हैं फिर फुल लाइट और आप स्टेज पर है सलमान होता है भाई फिल्म डन नाम है दबंग आई आई थिंक दैट्स हाउ इट वुड बी डू थिंक एनी वन एक्सप्लेन टू वॉट इज नॉट टॉक अबाउट आई थिंक एक्सप्लेन द एंट्री Okay, sorry. Clearly, <laughs> 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 you're missing your days of TV direction. I, I just study. I've wasted my life with news, and I'm too old to go back to entertainment. Uh, okay, so Manisha, now tell us about more serious matters. A for those of our listeners who've been living living under a rock. Uh, there were two rapes that happened. One in UP. One in Jammu and Kashmir. They didn't happen recently. They happened months ago. In one case of about a year ago. One is a year ago, and the Jammu cases from January. Yeah. and because um of 
justice not being done and investigating agencies not doing their job, they became a huge rallying point. And across the country, you saw protests. In fact, for the first time, I saw protests in Bombay bigger than Delhi. Otherwise, Bombay, no one shows up for protests. The Delhi protest was actually much smaller than Bombay's. Tell me what you thought, all the pieces that were written about it. And uh, after that, Rohan, please. I think uh, we discussed this last time also. And the issue the is such... The protest hadn't happened. That happened this but weekend, the right? coverage of it... Yeah, it had The issue is such yeah. that you have to have people... I mean, there can't be two sides to this. They can't. You can't side with the ministers who've said what they've said. You can't side with the accused. You have to, uh, you know, be on the side of the victims. And that had happened, but then something changed because soon after, uh, you know, the Rahul Gandhi protest, who, the midnight thing that he uh, held, and then the uh, Not In My Name protest that happened on Sunday, you had channels like uh, Z News that held a full show with Sudhir Chaudhary questioning the charge sheet on really flimsy grounds, questioning the lawyer who's been fighting this case in Kathua. Uh, I think his problem was that she stayed in JNU. She visited JNU right after she came to Delhi. She, she spent some hours in JNU. So what does she want? Like, who is she? Is she from the Break India Brigade? So uh, I think that was pretty shameful. And Z News, so, uh, there's been a, there's been, she's filed a legal case against her also. The, uh, They've sent a notice, She right? sent a notice. She sent a notice, yeah. And... Because uh, Z was questioning people raising funds to support their... Legal yeah, costs? that was completely unsubstantiated. But beyond that, he was just basically doing nudge, nudge, wink, wink, sort of, you know, like, why did she come? Why did she come in? Why did she go to JNU? Why did she work with Indira Jaisings, whose foundation gets, you know, money from foreign, whatever? So uh, that happened. And then uh, I think what was really shocking in this case in terms of media reportage was the Sunday Guardian piece that appeared on Sunday. Yeah, uh, and you've written a response yeah, it's to a that weekly as well. magazine. It's a weekly newspaper and Sushil Pandit, who's a Kashmiri Pandit activist, who's known for talking crap on television. I mean, he says all sorts of stuff. He's one of those like pro-India, quote-unquote voices. And who's been raising uh, questions on this uh, uh, case from the very beginning. Basically, he feels that Hindus are being victimized in this. for some He's reason. saying this didn't happen. His contention is based on zero facts, nothing at all. Like, there's no evidence at all for what he's saying. But he's basically saying that the girl was not raped and that her family killed her for property. And this is all Mehbooba Mufti and Huriyat's grand plan of uh, demonizing Hindus. And this got published in a newspaper uh, under a tag, a fake news tag. (laughs) So what the editor was saying is this is not true, but we are publishing it. Yeah. And with the tiny with disclaimer, this is a concoction of... But with not, the real... Not just tiny. So it had... It, the, the slug at the very top said fake news. Under that, it did say opinion with Sushil Pandit's name. The headline um, was very clever. It said anatomy of a concoction, which... And both fake news and that could mean what he's talking about rather than his story itself. But the headline had an asterisk that jumped to the disclaimer. The headline itself had a, in, in big type an asterisk that jumped to a disclaimer saying that this is a, a fiction... And it's all concocted, like essentially saying that his piece and not what he's talking about. But it could be read both ways, the way it was played, that he's talking about fake news in our narrative. It's just being, yeah. 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 Mm. And the editor's justification for this, for both Scroll and News Laundry had a story on this, and he's justified it saying that uh, he has every right to pen fiction. And uh, if somebody, he said, basically, I'll take any piece if if the author states it's fake. If he's clearly telling me that if it's fake news, I'll take it. I have no idea what he was saying. You've been an editor. You are an editor. Would you take it? (laughs) 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 What would you take? What would you tag it as? As as what? Garbage? No. See, I uh, the guys who uh, were indulged in fake news, 
they are you know furthering a narrative uh, you know right from the beginning so this also falls into uh, you know uh, some kind of narrative right he repeated the same thing on a television uh-huh. show as well so 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 they just try to fix it up you know uh, something which will speak in favor of uh, and and they, they communalized it also in the process making it hindu and muslim uh, no no what they've done narrative. what what sunday garden did is insidious from a, a media standpoint you would expect sushil pandit to be going around spreading these rumors you expect the sort of thing on whatsapp and in a rally or so on the bjp also to spread but to use this attempt at like let's print whatever we would like to and hide under the guise of saying it's fiction he literally told both manisha and her report and told me that um where so they they did a couple of things that are deeply problematic one simple things they got wrong like saying that the 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 victim her parents had been killed Which to suggest that there's a property dispute but the parents both the adoptive and the birth parents are alive um, and have been talking to people on the uh, talking to media he names the victim and we know today like or yesterday the court has fined yes. a couple of media organizations 10 mm. lakh for him not just that in order to give some sort of false equivalence he names another 8 year old victim from a nearby district mm-hmm. who's also uh, the victim of an alleged rape by Malvi and he names her also so then i asked him like what like do you stand by naming not just this victim but another he says if it's fiction what does it matter why do i have Except a it's not yeah. fiction Like it's just oh god! I don't know what uh, this guy appears. Huh, sorry, they, no, sorry. no, they they just want propaganda. I mean, whether the f- there's a fake news or they, they, yeah, they just have to put it out there. Understandable what Pandit is doing in some ways because he's always done it. But what this news organization is doing is is very worrisome. I mean, I wrote to the editors guild and asked them if they were going to do something about this. Um, one member said she would be writing about it, but um, the guild hasn't taken it up yet. the head of the guild the president of the guild said uh, give me a spat answer saying like we don't comment on individual cases and we pre- presume editors will know what they're doing but to me this is from a media standpoint it's deeply problematic and something that others in the industry need to push back against because tomorrow you know they can do this again print mm. anything under fiction i asked him why it's uh, in the comment pages he said we don't have fiction pages so where would i put it and the answer would be don't put it on there right but it's 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 troublesome because someone else uses the same like fig leaf tomorrow of saying like i'm printing fiction uh, my suggestion actually to manisha was to pitch uh, to pitch to him a story about a fictionalized amitsha killing a fictionalized judge and seeing if he'll print it in the newspaper yeah exactly yeah. Like okay. but they won't of course of course clothes <laughs> and another thing uh, you said the investigating agencies did not do a good job mm. in case of jammu kathua they have done a pretty good job mm. they have been able to get forensic uh, evidences in the up case in yes. the up case uh, since they did not uh, arrest the guy and they bashed up the father of the child yes. uh, who was yes. who was raped uh, another fallout of this was the uh, lot of media organizations being fined 10 lakh for naming for naming which i'm i have a I'm a little confused about that because the day uh, the court uh, sort of said that stop using it, I asked Nidhi, who's our correspondent there, to ask the relatives whether they consented because I know that uh, one year ago there was a really grisly case again uh, of a girl being uh, murdered and raped, and her parents expressly said that we want her face to be out there, we don't want her to be forgotten. So they gave permission and said they wanted the name so that people understand. Same with Jyoti's parents. Yeah, but that was after the case. I, I'm guessing yeah. they didn't want it. So in lots of cases you have so the, the families. The pan-Indian law allows that. If if I understand, I, mean, I haven't looked at this closely, but my reporter in in Jammu was saying the same that there's a specific JNK law 
that's a little different okay. that that applies here which may not be like you need otherwise in the rest of india you need express authorization from the parents or the guardians mm. if you have that in written like you can use it mm. and the fact is in this case you need it in written you need written permission you can't just presume that even if they are saying you still have to get it from them um but uh, in this case uh, i think even the the adoptive parents used the hashtag that shows up in a lot of the photographs used yeah. her name yeah. in in the campaign but i think there's something to do I, i'd have to look at this a little I closer think, with like, the law there i think the sense i got was when nidhi spoke to one of her relatives one of her uncles he didn't even understand that they're not media savvy at all yeah. so he doesn't even and understand these are concepts yeah. that they, that so can you use like, the name so he was like ye baat to kabhi aayi nahi so yeah, and nidhi uh, manisha is referring to our uh, reporter in in jammu and kashmir but, but these are the rules so these are the like rules this? meant for us hmm. yeah we, it's, uh, it's incumbent on us <laughs> to follow them we don't expect the family to know what they're doing although i i do um think one more fallout of this case was that some of the shit that came out other than this piece even that just shut up bollywood on swaraj you know there was a, i think there was an expectation that when swaraj bought over open india it would like pull up open india into respectability but the reverse has happened open india has open indiaized swaraj it's like gone the other way like what the fuck Jaggi. was that piece that's not in magic no that was not written by jack sunday magic the 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 dear bollywood piece was that's not written written by by no it's not written by someone else the, uh, but you know that and you know many of the other what people are articulating you realize the erosion of basic human values through politics is um because it's so rapid you know you're reacting to tweets you're reacting which is i think social media fucking fries your brain so you should spend very limited time on it because of your immediately to react you you know you don't think what you're saying or what you're reacting to and a lot of articles is just a tweet in 800 words you had a shitty idea instead of fucking tweeting it out you said let me put it in 800 words and send it to someone and that someone publishes it mm. that's what's happening i think we are just yeah actually we are putting uh, out 800 word tweets and without thinking what what we're saying But Atli T.R. Vivek's piece in the caravan, which he wrote after working with Swarajya, was Atli pointing to this that any 16-year-old who hated Nehru would just be commissioned a piece because he could just write shit about Nehru. That was their way of operating. Yeah, but the curious thing about both of these cases and more so, I mean, the thing. Yeah, these are just two. There were many other. pieces yeah, which i read which were like what what no, is but i mean the the two rape cases what was most curious to me was not the uh, you sort of expect the internet folks to be the way they are um but the way jammu has reacted to kathwa in some ways is more mind boggling to me it's it's more disturbing mm-hmm. i sort of expect depravity from trolls online you don't know what they're actually like in real life but to see lawyers try and prevent the charge it is a common thing in in india i think but not when it's an 8 year old who's been raped sure. to to delegitimize something like that i think there's something more fundamentally depraved going on here that you know we need to be worried about when you're able to desensitize yourself to something this horrific mm-hmm. all right let's uh move on to today's judgment um you guys have read most of the wire and caravan story and reportage on it um what is your view i mean are you surprised are you not surprised should there be a legitimate questioning of the supreme court's you know order or is there a shrug you don't have position sir what do you say no i uh, see i haven't seen the judgment uh the the petitioners they had raised certain questions that uh, you know the the postmortem is doubtful and and also his movement the place where he stayed and and also certain i mean doubts were expressed but my in my case the only thing which uh, you know surprises me i mean the judgment surprises me 
justice lawyer's sister had made some claims so she is relative okay if she has raised certain claims those claims i think i mean there's no harm if we ask the our premier investigating agency to conduct the investigations if sure. i am saying that my father was killed mm-hmm. so i and think please investigate, ah, so sure. so it it could be investigated and this was a justice judge lawyer was uh, you know a prominent figure uh, in the sense that he was handling a very prominent case so if somebody is raising a doubt you hold the investigation why why the supreme court and for that matter any court should come uh, you know in between the investigation and uh, also i mean even if they were to say that there's no merit to the case i just saw the vehemence of the words that i have read i haven't read the full judgment that but that you know it is frivolous and they they vested go, interest litigation ha vested interest it. and their political motives and the they're getting mileage just come but will uh, so i i think it. that's a bit over the top but Uh, is it rohan you have too young to know so are you shit i'm one of the oldest here sir people are saying that the judiciary has never been so compromised i mean is it like every generation says oh this is the worst or has it in your living memory i mean has there been such questions raised about the judiciary before we, i mean are we overreacting does this happen I, every 10 years i have been facing a defamation case yes, in sir. uttar pradesh and i i mean for the past 24 years hmm. so i i went to the court several times so i think i have seen the worst i have never seen uh, you know so but is this new that this whole question on the judiciary's independence is it a new question or is it been it's not a new question it's always been around no but i think the as 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 a former court reporter um we used to think that i i started reporting when um chief justice kapadia was in charge and he mm-hmm. again infamously set up a bench to look into how the media should cover the courts um and i remember thinking at the time he's the worst judge ever and now if you look back at kapadia's time he's very well regarded <laughs> as having been you know yeah. I, i think uh, what i hear a lot from lawyers and and people who've covered this is mishra's record is going to d- go down as one of the worst is right? That right yeah his tenure as chief justice i mean since jabalpur since emergency we're talking about one of the in part whether it's his fault or not and whether we agree to what the allegations are the fact that other brother judges went to They the public yeah. you know that yeah that kudusi happened that the the nullification of chalameshwar's order the right. way this has played out so openly has be and his decision to sit on judgment on his own and like also matters. the fact of the cjac or that the 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 ngac appointment that also battle reaching its kind of climax at the same time also would probably have something to do so with I, this and of course you have the colico pull note which people didn't talk about a lot but raises some very serious questions about the judiciary and following that the kudusi case the, the bri- mci bribery case as well as loya you have um <clears throat> I think with lawyer particularly we have a couple of important things to look at which we can't see this without so one is as we look at lawyer we have to look at the sorabuddin case where okay. today we saw the 50th witness turning hostile mm-hmm. or yesterday right so that's a case with 66 witnesses examined or 67 so far and of which 50 have turned hostile and so you can't look at lawyer without looking at what happened there um a, another judge a brother judge said that the orders that let off amit shah and others were uh completely ridden with inaccuracies or the way they, i can't remember the exact term but it was something to that effect hmm. um so you have to start looking there then you follow up with what ramanza was saying which is that serious doubts have been raised um 
the judges seem to have taken it as an attack on them in some ways, the Supreme Court judge, by saying that this is critical of the judiciary. And they're doing that by saying there are four other judges who say we were around him. And so why we can't like question those four. But there were other judges, ex-judges, retired judges who have raised this yes. issue. Um, and it's not, I mean, to me, it's not an attack on the judiciary. In fact, it's like, I think there are other judges in the Bombay High Court who would have been worried about this and want to look into Loya's death. Mm. What happened again with that oddity of Tehseen Poonawala's um, petition coming to the Supreme Court, staying what the Bombay High Court was doing, there's some something really curious happening here mm. in that everyone expected Bombay High Court to order investigation. Supreme Court steps in through the Chief Justice before that can happen. And now you have this, Chalameshwar, no, not Ch Gogoi admitted the day that they did the press conference mm. that the lawyer matter it's was one of the reasons that they came out. He said it had something to do. He didn't yeah, exactly. Yeah, he said, yes, exactly. And all he the said, doubts yes. raised by the brother judges, they have not been clarified. Yeah, that battle is still on. Uh, just for those of you who are wondering, uh, when Rohan spoke, he very quickly went over a couple of things. One was... Um, the MCS camp, that was basically, it was related to the Chief Justice because that is what was one of the things that led to the four judges coming up. It is a scam related to a medical college's bribery which involved a judge. And um, because that kind of somehow mentioned the Chief Justice, that case, it should not have been heard by him and it was. So that was what he was referring to. The NJAC is the National Judicial Appointment Commission. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is how judges are appointed and that's a battle happening between the Supreme Court and the government that who should appoint judges. That's what you're referring to and the Sohrabuddin case that Rohan referred to was, uh, you know, a lot of you have probably read enough about it. Uh, a victim turns hostile. In fact, one victim died recently, right? In an accident. Yes. So uh, that's what he was referring to. Manisha, uh, your take mm. on this and and Caravan and Wire, uh, they uh, Caravan has put out a statement saying they stick by their stories. They stick by their stories and they'll be putting out a press release soon also. But they stand by their some 20, 20 odd stories that they've done. So uh, the Bombay Lawyers Association is one of the petitioners. So of course there are people within the judiciary who want it looked into. And I think people like Tehaseen Punawala joining in only hampered, hmm. uh, you no, know, muddied it. People questioned the way he did it. Like there was, yeah. uh, the, I think Rajiv Dhawan pointed out and Dushan Dave, both of them. Also then you can say that, okay, it's politically motivated because he's, you know, constantly oh, you seen on television. Are to compromise it? That was the that, purpose there, of the... The charge thing. of Dushan Dave, if I remember correctly, hmm. was that the, the manner of his moving his petition to the Supreme Court was itself curious. Hmm. Um... And did a disservice to the petition because all the other litigants, the Bombay Lawyers Association, the journalist, and uh, 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 the opposition opposition MPs, mm, right? Yeah. Opposition, nevertheless, but 114 yeah. members of parliament, our representatives, asked for an inquiry. Yeah. So. And finally, what do they want? They want a probe which should not worry anyone. It's just let's investigate into it. Absolutely. They're not saying, say, that this was a murder or not. Absolutely. I mean, it's just asking for a probe which. The government should want, and if you feel and that the judiciary is being questioned, may as well have a probe. And, and his then, own sister is asking yeah. for it. Sure. Huh. So, to say there's no need to probe, I don't understand that. Well, from there to another case uh, where there was a Mecca Masjid blast about 11 years ago, if I'm not wrong. 2007, I think. Seven, yeah, 11, yeah. 11 years ago. And um, the prime accused on that have been let go. Uh, one of them being Asim Anand. Caravan had done a cover story on him, as had... Tehelka, sir, you had said. Tehelka had also done a story on him. But the caravan journalist met him. He admitted to doing a whole bunch of stuff. He was treated with great respect in prison. Um, but of course, that is not admissible in court, I'm guessing. No, so before it's admissible or not, the NIA said, told caravan that we'll come and pick the tapes up. They never went. 
they never investigated it so and it was four years of interview i think lena geeta regunath was the yeah. uh, reporter so they didn't even bother with yeah, that yeah and he had like really you know telling things to say he even said the top people in the rss knew of this plan hmm. they very well knew what we were going to do and he said a lot of things for them to not even want to investigate the transcript or the videos and the interviews again it just shows yeah. that you want to so i mean there are two aspects to any case one is a judiciary one is the investigating agency the judiciary can only rule on what the investigation agency presents before them so yeah i have always been one who says just because a judge has said something doesn't mean that is how it is mm. uh i mean that's a ridiculous you know assumption in any case and we have history and a gazillion cases to prove that but um i think what is scary is that even investigating agencies that are so called credible and a high profile they don't give a shit and that makes you worry that you know do people oh anyway i just thought that they, case they started the nia started looking into this uh, hindu terror hmm. uh you know when some tr- uh, some uh, tapes had come up in fact i was part of talka at that time hmm. i had given those tapes to the nia, NIA. Had, hmm. at that time so nia had had you know very clearly asked me do you believe that hindu hindus can ever be terrorist so he had They asked, asked me this question he had asked me this question so i said uh, i am not i'm not calling them terrorists but i have got certain tapes so why don't you have a look and they they went through the uh, tapes they there were two officers uh, senior ips officers one day, including one lady so they were on the job and uh, they investigated and they found a prima facie case and then the arrest had happened uh, you know including asiman so later uh, tahlka in fact ashish khetan he did a story uh, you know he he uh, he got section 164 statement of asimanan where section 164 statement is made before the, uh, court. before the magistrate and before 164 also he had acknowledged that it he it was is very damning it was very damning and it it, it, uh, it is not just admissible it is it is a material evidence uh, so you know it is in spite of that he has been let go despite of that sorry that that's what court is it that let this asimanand it's it's a high court nai special court it's a special court okay so. and then uh, but nai the hasn't uh, guaranteed they'll be appealing this they still haven't made a they haven't said position anything, but they may or may not yes the hindu terror so called quote and quote uh, attacks maligaon was one of them and where again the nai uh, rohini Rohini Salyan, right? Her name was. She said she came on record and said that she's been pressured to let go of the case, and she's under to go softer. Yeah, I remember that case. Yeah, there was immense pressure on her. Yes. So again, there's and a lot after connecting. the judge ruled on this case, within a few hours he resigned, hmm. citing personal reasons. Yeah, there's But something odd accepted. about that. Yeah, they 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 didn't accept it, and they asked him to come to work the next day. So. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm actually quite curious as to how you uh, rate the nia now with i mean the cbi has always been known as caged parrot it's often a tool the ibf causes what it is the nia showed up as being now after 2008 as this investigation agency that's going to be above politics and actually worry about internal terror um and then of course over the last few years it's become an organization that's investigating marriages um so it's it's gone into all yeah. sorts of things but how do you what john is referring to is that case of that uh, hadia case. case where she married a, Hin- a hindu a muslim, muslim and converted and the nia said that investigate whether this is a love jihad 
and finally of course the court said uh, adults are allowed to marry who they want Eight and months i said later. oh really <laughs> we had no idea ha huh. no i think uh, in case of this hindu hindu terror cases uh, any uh, you know got the evidences after say they started investigating into these cases after four to five years when these tapes had come up you know this 2007 case but the tapes came up in 2010 okay so three years were lost but having said that the tapes were very damning so uh, you had to what 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 do you need to do you need to just reconstruct the entire thing where did these tapes happen who 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 did it and then you go and try to find the evidences uh, evidences when i say material evidences but that's the i mean in cases like this such important serious cases you need to look for the material evidences so when i say material evidences i i mean they they are not uh, uh, they are not oral uh, thing and even the tapes you need to corroborate those tapes with those material evidence. this is what i see that nia sometimes they are doing well uh, but then the political pressure under congress they behave differently so when the another government comes they just, behave differently just, just so i i don't say that the of, i think officers are quite capable well they but they are cops they are they're policemen uh-huh. so capable is relative you know my view on cops <laughs> um uh, it's not very good rohan <laughs> since you know here uh-huh. uh the nia was set up in 2008 after the mumbai terror attacks uh-huh. and just to let you know the first director general of nia after he retired he became the head of the national human rights commission now that itself should tell you all that is to tell about the nia but they all cbi directors also become if you are in good books is, of the government so that's you what i'm saying so how how much of an independent agency can it be if it is following the ah. same aap pehle iske chief bano and no matter what cops tell you no matter what happens no one's going to admit it as a cop you are overseeing human rights abuses every day of a level that many of you i'm hoping never have to see in your lives and you won't but they are so horrific you can't even fucking imagine that dude becomes head of nhrc is a joke it's a bloody laugh so that tells you all there is to say about the nia in my view so uh, i think yeah, again this goes into the weeds a little bit but early on the nia didn't have to deal with that in part because they didn't have like arrest powers properly and then they fought with delhi police special cell on cases and they didn't get to torture people themselves that delhi that special cell did care of that yeah mm. but i think uh, what what we remember here is that uh, it's turned into this binary where okay the hindu right wins when this sort of thing happens um but we have to remind ourselves that this is india's premier investigating agency failing at a prosecution right. um so it's a failure of india whether the the right wins from it or not is another matter but it it also tells us about the capabilities i mean with political pressure or not that that you know it's not something to celebrate even if you 90% are yeah. 90% of the big cases mm-hmm. 90% uh and i'm not exaggerating cbi as well as nia they fail in prosecution absolutely all the big cases but in the smaller cases you will f- uh, there are so many of them so they do so well so they show their success as 70% or uh, 80% but in 90% of the cases big cases you take anything cbi ke conviction rate is in the single digits yeah i someone yeah. we had done that we knew who had done that no cbi conviction rates will be absolutely superb if you 
take the all volume, the cases. The volume, yeah. The volume. Okay. But if you take, take the, the political cases, political uh, cases, the main. Uh, the yeah. NI is really slow, but of yeah. course, the NI is a recent organization. So most of its cases have not come to like a judgment. For that yeah? matter, you the special cell of Delhi Police. <laughs> that's another mm. matter that's, altogether. I mean, all acquittals. <laughs> yes. Mm. After nine nine years, spending nine years, ten years in the jail. Okay. And just as we speak, there's an interview of uh, Jadloya's sister and uncle out and they are really unhappy with the judgment and they're saying that it's not according to expectations and there are numerous unanswered questions and the sister said that Ek Vishwasta Wobinira. So I mean if the family, like mm. you said, wanted yes, a probe, I really fail to understand really why simple. there wasn't a probe. Yes. Mm. So uh, I'll quickly read an email. This is by Swati. It says, Hi Hafta panel, in episode 167 you spent a solid two and a half minutes discussing a band that none of you appear to know anything about. Well, that's not just the band, Swati. That's pretty much everything. Anyway, <laughs> Hafta panelists mentioned that the April 10 band was a follow-up on the April 2nd band. In the wake of the alleged dilution of the SCST Prevention of Atrocity Act of, the 1989, of 1989 by the Supreme Court. This doesn't appear to be true. As per reports in NDTV, TY and Express, the April 10 Bharat band was intended as a protest against caste-based reservation in government jobs and educational institutions. So was the situation more complex than these news reports suggested? Were you all misinformed or was the discussion on Hafta just uninformed? Best wishes, Swati. I'm not sure which one you're talking about, but there was one band that was called by uh, Dalit organizations when all the guys in blue flags are all over the place. And the news report said, we don't know who's called the band. The trigger was Supreme Court. Uh... No, no, she's right in that. The, so April 2nd was the Dalit protests right. uh, against the Supreme Court's decision. April 10th was a counter protest by upper castes. They, 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 the, what they said they were doing was against caste-based reservation. But on the ground, what, was, what they intended to do was a response to the April 2nd. So she, she right in the sense that, the, that on, on paper, it was supposed to be an anti-caste reservation-based protest. But not by but the it, same grouping. No, a very different grouping. Yeah, so it, yeah, is, it like is the upper caste. Yeah. It was a counter-protest. It was sold as that. And so they shut down large districts in Madhya Pradesh and in Rajasthan. But on that day, also there were people... The 9th. That was the day before that the Dalits went back out. And then the 14th, Ambedkar oh, Jayanti. So, so, so when yeah. they announced the, the 10th band, the Dalits on 9th took out those ninth, as well them. as on the 11th. Uh, there were so also maybe, so we don't know which one we are referring to actually <laughs> <laughs> but no, it sounds like it's a, what, we what happened on the 10th was basically uh, everyone uh, the news reports called it an, an upper caste protest against the Dalits mm. whereas the official version of it was that it was an anti-caste reservation but protest let's face it I think the only one one which was successful which registered its presence was the one against April 2nd yeah. Yeah, the, April 2nd. Ah. That was the others were washed out, washed out right and one more quick email this one is by Vijay. Listen to your podcast, one of which was devoted almost entirely to Kathua and Unnao rapes and the other was analyzing Sushma Suraj's misstep about Indians killed in Iraq and gave up in the middle because the whole experience was exasperating. I subscribed to Anil Hafta hoping it would be different from the usual bickering, theorizing, analyzing of the news. Instead, I find it is just a rehash of various theories banded about endlessly argued by a bunch of so-called experts. <gasps> reporters My without God. providing solid verified news. Listening to your reporter's edition was... Like a bunch of them sitting around in the drawing room and throwing around all kinds of theories. Okay. Uh, my hope was that NL will be different and will present facts and not conflicting theories. So, okay. So, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, and why do we have to settle for whatever official statements are made without questioning them is a question he asks. I said, yeah, th I agree with you. We shouldn't. And recently, he says, I heard news reports from another source about the death of several infants in Gorakhpur hospital due to lack of oxygen. Uh... 
According to their source, it seems that the local government is not only trying to hush up the matter, but is also intimidating concerned people by threats and arrests to ensure that they remain silent or agree to toll the official statements. A serious news organization should investigate the story by locating witnesses with verified stories and expose all who are trying to pull wool over the public's eyes. I look forward to your views on my comments. Thanks, Vijay Modi. I have this lined up for major investigations. I'm just waiting for a person to come in and join. It's, it's there. This is there. So, Vijay, this will uh, be done. Uh, it's, it's there in my mind for the, ever since the case has happened. And I've got a very big lead on this. But okay. I need a reporter. Ded, uh, dedicated person. Mm. Also, Vijay, the hafta is actually a bunch of people sitting around and giving opinion. That's that's what it is. For facts, you should read our reports. So, this no, is I not think a Kathwa, report. We didn't, uh, somebody must have given theories, but we were talking about facts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure we're talking about facts. But <laughs> somebody must facts have given theories. theories but I, no, I, love, I love when so-called shows up in anything. So-called experts, so-called <laughs> journalists. So-called secular. So-called experts, yeah, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonderful phrase. You know, uh, in fact, the other day, someone today uh, sent me an article saying that what you had said um, as satire a few days ago is actually coming true you know I had said that this is how a typical Open India article starts it is a well known fact that secular people are hypocrites who don't wear pajamas or, you know, some, <laughs> like it is a well known fact like so so this person who I shall not name sent me an article so I just read this article how it starts it says <laughs> It is often said that the hate Modi brigade has morphed into a mangled, distorted version of Hate India Brigade. Who is this? Which people? It is often said that Hate Modi brigade has. Have you heard it often said? I don't know. No, but where was this published? Hope India. So I was like, so what I was doing is satire. They said that's actually how the fucking articles are written. There's an internet law called Poe's Law, which suggests that if. Not Poe's Law, I think it's another one, but it suggests that unless you put a smile, next to something hmm. you can't tell whether like the troll is being accurate or <laughs> satirizing something because right. you know they're that cookie right. it is well known um, also uh, sorry before I move on a very good idea has come from uh, Meghna who has sent us a letter earlier an email a subscriber first one Meghna thank you for your subscription thank you for feedback she has a very good idea she says sometimes the mails that are sent are being satirical or they're being sarcastic and I take them for like face value at face value and they don't I don't realize that they're being you know sarcastic so she said that's perhaps because you cannot it's lost tone so please let us send back send us audio feedback that's a brilliant idea Meghna so those of you who are too either too lazy to write or have a certain tone that I miss you can send just record a whatsapp audio and whatsapp it to plus nine one that's the India code Plus nine one nine eight double nine four eight four double six one. I repeat, plus nine one nine eight double nine four eight four double six one. So then we'll get the tone. It will not be lost in <laughs> translation. Great idea, Meghna. Thanks for that. Moving on. Um, this um, ARP removal, Atishi Marlena's removal. Full disclosure, um, I am a old supporter and I have worked with Atishi when it was India against corruption. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm saying this as a, a party who's not you know I I've criticized my other friends there. She is one of the few people who was just working without getting involved in will I get this seat? Will I get that seat? Does Prashant love me or does Arvind love me? Will Yogendra take me in my his team or Manish take me in his team? She just said fuck it, I will just work. That's what I came here to do. She's a highly um, you know uh, educated. She has the kind of degrees that young Rohan has here. 
and much more she's a road scholar so oh okay so and how petty can this government get and i think it is a huge self goal because i've seen hardcore bjp supporters also saying dude this is ridiculous um, no no the best came from uh, from that uh, Congress uh, stated. Yeah. What did he say? He was so dumb. He What did Ajay Makan say? Oh yeah, he said he's saying it is actually milling way. BJP or up milling way. The conspiracy, the milling way, and he, अपने self sympathy sympathy gain करने के लिए इन्होंने sack करवाया. BJP. So आप has got BJP to sack her so that आप can get sympathy. आपने अपने आप को sack करवाया sympathy gain. अच्छा, sympathy. And be in his universe, BJP and आप the center. And the lieutenant governor is I mean, working with the. <laughs> While the central Congress leadership has been like has been sympathetic to Atishi, where he has to fight his Delhi fight. So right. No, I was really surprised, and I didn't know that. But there was a notification in 2015 passed by the central government, which takes away the services department from the Delhi government. So Sheila didn't have to deal with this. This was expressly in 2015. where they took the services department out of the delhi government so they can now they have no control over their bureaucrats or you know who they uh, assign or who they whatever the appoint they have, uh, yeah. hmm. and so advisors was uh, getting advisors on board was their way of getting people to work with them and she gets what 1 rupee that's her honorarium yeah something small yeah i mean this is i don't know this i mean i know that they really have no control over delhi and delhi is no, whatever let's face under it, the uh, the bureaucrats are directly working under lg hmm. so if the ministers have to work and they have to implement and the, or as a party they have to implement certain projects they have to have the uh, you know advisors who would be coordinating with these bureaucrats and put the things into action so this i feel i i really i mean feel that the sufferer in the entire thing is a delhiite hmm municipal corporation of delhi has no money to uh, you know carry out their activities uh, the delhi government cannot work because the bureaucrats are directly working under lg yeah. bureaucrats hardly it seems they i mean if it's a good story in fact if we go to delhi government and we see that how many how bureaucrats function? come every day yeah. they have stopped coming to Yeah. Their offices. No, we covered this a little while ago. Where uh, right after they, uh, for a while they were protesting uh, Kejriwal. Mm. Um, they would wear black pants and all march into the central center of the secretariat every day. And like because, of course, all the Danix folks are under the MHA and not under the um, state. The state as well. But I think uh, so. Th- I wrote about this this morning. The buzz in New Delhi is essentially that the Supreme Court's decision, the Constitution bench on the Delhi state. a question whether the lg gets to decide or whether the cabinet that is likely to come soon um, they've been kicking that can down the road for a very long time but so so what what seems to be at least from what i heard is that that's coming soon uh, two things one i heard that the lg was very annoyed by the lg outcome budget which uh, kejriwal presented uh, two weeks ago which was criticizing basically everything that the lg has done but also that the judgment is likely to come soon the aap folks think it will be in their favor which would then make any decision by the delhi cabinet binding on the lg or at least to some extent hmm. um and so the belief is that the center is trying to handicap their operations as much as possible before but the chief justice part of that bench is no, well. years ago i think To, whenever this uh, i think i was metro editor at that time with express and i had read that bill i personally feel that aap is going to lose this case they will not win because uh, of how the constitution is pretty GNCD clear on this yeah. okay but yeah coming back to atishi she has done some exceptional work in education everyone agrees to that yeah. and manisha sodia i mean she's 
Manisha Sodhya is the face, but it's like she's really the person who's mm. been working. The parent-teacher meeting that she's got, like people are so happy with it. And there are schools have genuinely changed. I hear this about a lot, and yeah, especially have. the one near my house in Lajpat Nagar. It's really changed, and she has worked so. Uh, it's just very very petty. Comes across. It was a self scold because a lot of people also feel that. Actually, I think why the op people coming back to Rohan said why they are uh, optimistic about this is because some of the questions that were asked by the Chief Justice during while hearing this case seem to suggest that you know things like then why have you elected a government you know why do you why do you have an assembly why do you you know stuff like that so they felt that but I think three cases have been kicked down the road for the last several years. Um, one is Aadhar case. One is a Ram Janmabhoomi case, and one is this case. For the last two or three years, you know, it was supposed to come around Diwali. आ जाएगा जजमेंट नहीं आया. Christmas के पहले आ जाएगा छुट्टियों से नहीं आया. We are right now in April. नहीं आया. Uh, I don't think. Um, I mean, if this comes, it will be great. But I, I'm still, I, I'm not so certain. Aadhar definitely will not come. Ram Janmabhoomi definitely will not come before next election. I think. They would have to. Uh, I think uh, both would have to come before the Ram Chief Justice deem it. Uh, Ram Janmabhoomi. They haven't finished hearing it. Yeah. Uh, in this case, the order has been reserved in the AAP case. Oh, has it? So okay. yeah, so that, there's that no more witnesses, no more questions. As I understand, if I remember correctly, it's done. It's closed. Yeah. Aadhaar is being heard, and it's likely that it will come um, before. It's. Uh, I mean, there's talk of the Sri Krishna report and the law, the data protection law coming on the 15th of May. That's what the AG said yesterday, I okay. believe. So everyone expects the Aadhaar decision to come by May, June, July. Um, the Chief Justice demits in October. Um, Ram Janmabhoomi descent, uh, like they haven't even heard the case, so that's. Do you have an Aadhaar card? I don't. Are you Indian? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm not just checking. Um, no, but on on Atishi, it's absolutely true. And uh, the the other point to this, which if you take away the personality from it, is that they're getting away on a technicality, which is that they do have this power. But what is the power? The the center is striking down an appointment because the center didn't clear an appointment, because the government didn't ask for it to be cleared. But this is Modi is supposed to be federalist, right? They could have mm. simply said, "Okay, up. Why don't you seek clearance? We'll give it to you because that's what you ought to do as a federal like relationship." And But the did. rules need to be read, you know, with the uh, political mandate that the the party has got. So they also have, you know, a right to uh, implement their own schemes. Of course, yeah, and, through advisors and have and, advisors on uh, board. Advisors, I mean, you don't have advisors who are not paid, yeah. <laughs> who don't get any money. I mean, they are just advisors. Yeah. I think it's this also. Ashish Khedan has said that he is going to be resigning as the uh-huh. Delhi Dalek Commission chief. Mm-hmm. Well, he is also frustrated. He's But I don't know if that his resignation has got to do with this. Well, not to do with this, but I think it's a question of they can't appoint anyone, they can't do anything. So he must be thinking, what am I doing here? I might as well do something. <laughs> He's been. Uh, the Delhi dialogues is quite a flop show, I think. Hmm. I mean, Atishi, despite her, I mean, despite whatever issues they've had, they've managed to do stuff in education. Yeah, they've done some great stuff. Okay, I'll quickly read one more email. I won't read the whole thing, Rajan, because you've uh, praised us all along. So I don't like reading all these praise mails. Um, I like Modi ji said. I'm a big humble. What are they doing? Has he really praised us? He has. Oh, okay. He said congratulations. Dear Raj, you thought I was being sarcastic. Yeah, I didn't get your tone. Maybe because sarcasm is so bad that not only <laughs> when you read it you can't get it, even when I'm saying it you can't get it. Rajan says hello all. Congratulations for putting up an informative, entertaining show replete with diverse views and humor. Let me go around the table. Madhu adds gravitas to the proceedings. Particularly great when she shares from a wealth of ex- experience interacting. With world leaders and traveling all over the world, truly independent voice. Despite her grim achie- achievement, she doesn't take herself too seriously. Hope she never changes. Manisha, nice to hear the voice of hope and idealism that emanates from youth. <laughs> <laughs> hope she never turns cynical. 
love it when she does her accent when she's having fun with lines like i was built for cold water cold weather did i say that <laughs> you must have and you must have said that you must have said really my american accent that i put on sometimes <laughs> so abhinandan also said some nice things about me then anand vardhan has said the conservative voice of the show considerable wealth of knowledge he's lived a thousand lives i mean this is a compliment if i ever to make an animated film about a wise owl i will use vardhan ji's voice <laughs> Anand Rangarajan this man tell this to Vardhan yeah we should wise owl <laughs> Anand R this man will soon win the Nobel prize if Christopher Hitchens and Barbara McClintock had a child it would be Anand <laughs> and uh, Raman always get to him recount his vast experience the men behind the scenes also Shubham and Anil he has said you guys are doing a great job you've only said nice things about us so but oh no sorry he has said oh Atul isn't here he said i was a fan of Char- charcha but the frequent absence of Anand Vardhan and it is yes bunch of boring miserable leftist whining and complaining oh god <laughs> about the existence of bjp and modi <laughs> so uh, we'll give you a feedback he says get harshvardhan tripathi as a permanent member so that you have some diverse views and independent voice okay rajan we shall definitely communicate your views on charcha to atul and thank you for writing thank you for subscribing thank you for your kind words okay now uh, coming to the cash crunch uh, we've seen various theories on it play out on arnab's show so so he was saying it's a conspiracy and stuff did you guys see his show he went off the rocker like he was paloing anything what rocker is he was there for him to go was, yeah he was there yeah. on the rocker but um i i didn't even know there was a cash crunch because delhi hasn't seen it I, even i didn't feel any cash crunch i managed to so record money we've been hearing about a uh, cash crunch uh, particularly out of the telugu state and andhra and telangana right. for a little while now in fact they have been complaining since demonetization for lack of telangana has written a letter that they've been facing this for three months for three months uh, we heard about it in january and february um and then we don't have reporters there unfortunately so we've been meaning to send folks there for a while um and then over the last month or so hearing it also from gujarat uh, a little bit in karnataka our reporters in the cities have not had to deal with it but it's it's not uh, it didn't come out of the blue for us at all in fact we like kicked ourselves for not getting to the reporting on it earlier right. because uh, it first became a thing recently in december when the bail in thing showed up so the frdi bill right, um, the rumors time. went around on whatsapp that your money will be will go away so if there they have, so there, there was the belief that there was a run in whatsapp was going around and so since then the telugu states both of them have been facing a cash crunch that the sbi folks there have admitted to that there is a serious problem there a uh, shivam vij who's an independent journalist i think he uh, had uh, posted an article or did he just post a tweet quoting an article that in the last one year on an average four atms close a day across the country so the number of atms is going down substantially for a variety of reasons including that they're not compatible with new notes new ones aren't opening you know it's it's not viable for banks to have so many atms so that's also a reason that you know there's there's been But the I mean, problem has not really been a, a lack of access to ATMs, or there's no cash in the ATMs. In the ATMs, okay. no. I mean, it's it's very. Uh, so we sat uh, the night that this properly became big, and it only became big but to the government because uh, media was covering it, um, and looked at a bunch of the the theories around it. um one state election could not cause a cash if uh, it if that were the case it would have so essentially it's it's always been the case that we don't know what's going on in the indian economy right, right? we have a very limited understanding 
demonetization made that worse because you have this gigantic shock and then a government that was very reluctant to tell us anything about what was happening. So they made the Indian economy even more opaque by refusing to release any data about right. it. And as a result, when you have a disruption that large, it's unclear what is going on anywhere. So we were discussing for the last couple of days whether this is abrupt over the last three months or it's something that's building up since November 16, uh, November 2016. Um, and I think one of the general theories that's there right now is that the government has not been releasing enough. So one of the key things that they wanted to say would happen after demonetization is reduce the cash to GDP ratio to show that we've become a less cash society. Right. And so they've not released as much cash into the system. Um, and that has been the to case. To try to achieve the numbers that they want. Either to, to or yeah. because they think it's not good for India, whatever the reason it, but there is demand for cash and there isn't enough. The other belief is that uh, the economy is re-informalizing. So as people get access to 2,000 rupee notes, they're holding on to them and sure. using them either for black or just to hold um, but that the the RBI folks as well as the uh, economic affairs secretary admitted that the inflow of the 2000 rupee notes has come down a lot so people and are getting them 200 rupee note is in circulation is yeah. being used a lot. a lot the 2000 rupee note is going out a there lot. and people are holding Apparently. i just i just saw my you first 200 rupee note like day before yesterday someone gave me one i've never seen one anyway but you know uh, rohan what you're talking about i was speaking to someone very high up uh, in one of these, you know, companies like uh, Google, Facebook, MasterCard, Visa, General Electric, who are like mega corporations who have operations all over the world, when they are making their plans over, you know, the next year, they take data from, you know, what is the data from China, say, what is the data from India, say. So typically over the many years, there, the conventional wisdom is, and across all these companies, that you don't, um, China ka data is not China government data, so forget China, don't look. Just look at the data for the region, Southeast Asia, and then make your projections according to that because Chinese government's data is not credible. That was never the case for India. They're saying now, even when they have these meetings and these conventions, India data, they say forget what the government data is saying, just take the data for the entire region because they don't find our data credible anymore. And they're saying this is an, it's a new development. It wasn't like this earlier. What I find most curious about this, uh, if you take a side, I mean, there's some very important things we have to figure out with the economy, but uh, from the center and the BJP, it's very interesting, A, that the center, I mean, you have a, an ailing finance minister a little bit and a lack of expertise, I think, in finance in general. But it's curious that they missed the political side of this. Telangana and Andhra have been complaining about this and they should have heard that. Um, they waited until two days ago when it became a big deal to respond. Uh, the fact the BJP didn't pick this up to me from a political standpoint, however, they can, they've done a very good job in general at demonetization's time of turning it into a political project that you don't have money, but that's a good moral thing. They haven't been able to moralize around this. And so it's, it's curious to me that they're reacting and they're not shaping the narrative. From Kathwa to now to mm. Gujarat to the SEST bill, they've been reacting a yeah, lot. Shivam wrote about this, right? They've lost like the narrative. Yeah, and this this to it's me confirms that even. Yeah, it's this was most curious because it's not... It's in the cities, it's, you know, we haven't heard of it, but like we have been hearing about this it's in Andhra and Telangana yeah. for a while now and th that they didn't pick it up or they ignored it, whichever. They might have heard, but they haven't like messaged around it is very curious to me. Okay, I'd just like to finish on the issue of of the two journalists. Actually, one is just a case of an uh, uh, editor, someone uh, throwing a bomb. yeah. Uh, sorry, you have some Patricia, to say on that? No, no, no. But the other case about this uh, journalist, this young girl. From who, the wire. 
Yeah. She's um, not a young girl. She's a No, the woman the woman in Tamil Nadu is not from the wire. If we're talking she's yeah, the from week. the week. Correct. Yeah. She's oh, from okay. the week. Someone from from Yes. Yeah. So that's her. Her name is uh the governor is Banwarilal Purohit, patent chief of journalist Lakshmi Subramanian. So um I I do think it's problematic and it has to be called out. But I I must say that as part of where we are in India you know patting a cheek and i'm talking about the cheek on the face for all the people who are you know think that you know i'm just <laughs> talking nonsense it's not necessarily an offensive gesture i understand that in the current scenario of personal space consent it's i mean pretty people at this age pull my cheek yeah you know you want to kick them in the shin but you take it yeah because they're pretty 85 year old aunts or uh, but this is a very western concept and I, i at the risk of sounding like an rss you know I think there is something to be said about general conventions and customs of a country. Um for example, I'm a grand uncle. I have nieces and nephews who have children. So to my niece lives overseas. She's married to an NRI and the child has grown up there. The reason there was a wedding in the family and the child came and like all uncles and aunties you're so you be so cute and you pulled her cheek or you just tapped her nose. So she was whining and sulking and my son in law whatever my nephew in law says you know niku mama what's it with all you guys i mean everyone's just invading her personal space and she's so upset and she's crying mai kya kamal hai yaar matlab yahan to ab bachi aayegi log karenge yaar but i so i agree uh, that there is something there with different conventions but your example is very useful primarily for what's wrong here in the sense that that sort of uh, personal space issue or the relationship is familial and to have that between a subject and a journalist is like if okay. you are looking at that relationship if he's thinking these people are my family we're having a familial discussion that's not you, it that's hmm. problematic right it ought to be adversarial or at least skeptical and so for him to think that i can treat and his apology was that oh i was appreciating your question again he seems to be thinking of it familiarly like i'm i'm saying nice things about you beta right hmm. and like as a journalist hmm. i mean of course a woman's perspective would be even more problematic there sure. in terms of personal space but also just that mindset that what we're having here is a family discussion and you ought to listen to the elder hmm. like that that mindset also maybe so it's a power equation as exactly, well exactly precisely yeah but i yeah i don't know manisha i found it funny that the maharashtra union of working journalists and nagpur union of working journalists condemned people condemning him patting the cheek like so they, they condemned whole, the condemners yeah they wrote a whole press note saying that he is really he has impeccable whatever and how can you attribute motives to him and he's done it no, i don't think she attributed any sexual motive i didn't she, she didn't say it was she just said it was patriarch yeah, not it was not, it was yeah. yeah i don't think she said ki bhai isne kuch aisa haath dala she just said that it's i'm uncomfortable with i mean and i get that But yeah, I was just wondering. They said that the manner in which a section of the media tried to project the episode at Rath Bharman was utterly in poor taste and smacked of sinister design. But no, yeah, but I mean, I do. If a governor did that to me, I'd be, I'd be upset. Did Did Modi do that to uh, Prasun Joshi? Is my question. <laughs> no. Yes or no? No. Okay. But yeah, and also the press conference was called to like uh, again, talk about sexual, uh, like sexual again, harassment. There's, there's, there's <laughs> problems in that so entire episode hmm. um no, and then he claimed that it was he was not there to talk about that it, he had been governor for 6 months and so he was calling people for that and it was a it was an adda that he happened to talk about these sexual harassment allegations but it's definitely not professional yeah like why why would you want to pat Raman, my cheek so you are the most like, experienced among us <laughs> how often has your cheek been pulled by a governor or have you ever pulled a cheek of a governor i <laughs> remember um 
when madanlal khurana used to be totally pulled your cheek yeah no no never pulled my cheek but the only experience i mean he never touched me <laughs> but i used to be sit on the front row so anybody sitting on the front row uh, or i sat only once during a press conference he used to eat पनीर पकोड़ा एंड हिल बी स्प्रिंग दैट पनीर पकौड़ा who asked the question of the indian uh, ministry of external affairs officials did you see that uh, you know there were 19 uh, indian students in uk universities who had sent a bunch of questions about the rapes and they were supposed to be invited for this westminster abbey whatever this thing was called and they were last minute disinvited the invites didn't land up or they after they told because they had sent these questions so while i think it's very brave of those kids to do what they did I, I'm still wondering: Is the expectation too much? That I mean, I, I understand that the government itself is wrong in creating this major tamasha, and you know, ye hoga aur log sawal puchenge. Fine. I mean, it's a. What I'm asking is: Do you think it does India good? Because, or do you think, as a foreigner, how do they look at it? Like, look at these jokers. Like, what the fuck are they doing? What I'm saying is that Modi is doing it to make himself a spectacle, but not in a bad way. Ki bhai spectacular. वर्कस and and i think so obviously a large chunk but how do you think foreigners react to this no but you see most no no most of uh, the speeches that modi make uh, abroad uh, television of course i mean they go live with these speeches but now these speeches are being telecast on radio also yeah they are broadcast so now they, now they have started telling so so the the idea is ट्रूडो right he doesn't pull out random and you know that might have to do with other things as well but he's not even a, a nehru in that sense where he was popular among ordinary folks who didn't know about indian politics um from the student standpoint i don't think there's a question of whether it does india well or not because to me if i were a student there it would do even better if my prime minister showed up and then said something strong sure. about you know no, rape and so no, no. like i i want i would want to be aspirational about my politicians at any point um i do hear all the time uh, my parents remain nris uh, and uh, that modi has managed to change and improve the image of india at least in people know about him more um that changes over time and in different contexts but relatively speaking india is better known 
uh, how that evolves is another matter, I think. And so, so the rape thing is has since 2012 has been something that's been attached to India. Um, now, whether that says much about us or the in- international media has been debated since UPA times. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's there's no doubt that Modi's spectacles abroad. Uh, do have something of a positive impact. We were going to look today. I haven't checked yet the British papers to see how they covered him. Um, usually, it isn't there, there isn't much coverage. The, when he did Madison Square Garden, it wasn't on the front page of yeah. the New York Times or the Journal. Sure. Um, but I'm sure it it does go some way towards like a positive impact. Yeah. Okay. Manisha, you want to weigh in on that before no, I wind up? I mean, in terms of student asking him questions, uh, yeah, I think they should be idealistic and aspirational in at least aiming to get some questions out of him or get an entry and get him to talk openly because he does he does position his at like as a whatever sab ki baat bharat ki baat sab ke saath so right i won't fault the students okay in wanting to ask questions we have the recommendations for the week but before the recommendations of the week i would again like to tell all our subscribers that we will have a quarterly nl baithak where you guys can ask us questions live on video this will be on facebook on april the 24th at 5 pm at the link below this you can join the conversation and those of you who do not have facebook accounts and don't want to get one either send in your questions at contact@newslawyer.com with the title nl bethak mufat khors don't think that you can sneak in whoever is allowed access into that closed group the facebook group where this interaction will happen will be checked whether the person who has sent in that request is in fact a subscriber or not so um and a song for the week goes out to Mr Modi who makes the most spectacular entries wherever he goes man balwan lage chattan rahe maidan mein aage Now for the recommendations, Rohan, what recommendation do you have? Uh, I'll take the opportunity to be on your air and join your bandwagon. We have subscriptions on Scroll as well. Yes, <laughs> so y'all are welcome to sign up. In fact, up. I didn't yeah. do that plug that when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers serve. So Scroll also has subscription model. Yeah, go for it. So does Swaraj actually. Hmm. Yeah, although they they have a print magazine as oh, well, right, so yes. that goes somewhere yeah. towards that. So you guys have a. Uh, so when did this get activated? I think a couple of weeks ago Great. um we started Good. subscriptions as well so as a proud subscriber of news laundry I would you know yes I should subscribe to everyone I must return well. the favor so uh, and anything else that you think was worth reading or watching or so bad that it's good that we have to watch it <laughs> <laughs> i'm watching a wonderful i stay away from a uh, news in my pop culture mm. so i'm uh, watching a wonderful turkish television show on netflix which is called resurrection ertugul it's about the the ancient turks who founded the ottoman empire but i find it interesting currently because a week and a half ago there was a big study about where indians come from and they mm-hmm. suggest that we come from the same place so maybe i'm watching a show what's about what's the name it's called resurrection ertugul it's on netflix i would highly recommend it Since there was like- yeah sorry no go ahead yeah uh, there was also a very good uh, new york times magazine piece about the history of the sweet potato 
which i would recommend it's it's fascinating shakarkandi yes where is it coming from central asia uh, you should read the piece it's it's okay <laughs> that the only good thing about having diabetes is no one can offer me shakarkandi it's so lovely roasted shakarkandi it's the worst thing i remember i used to force you around yeah baked shakarkandi in winter shakarkandi and lychee okay. they should just burn all the shakarkandi and lychee in the world what sort of a dera dunia you don't like lychees they're stuffed down your throat all your life you never want to see it's it again it's the best fruit ever it's lychee. a serious fruit ever No, and essential to pop You're culture. We have really uh, like. controversial pop culture podcast, which we get abused for and appreciate for all the time. Called awful and awesome. Do check it out sometime. Manisha, your recommendation? I suggest Anidhi Suresh's report on news laundry on a, a case of rape and intimidation and a sex racket, which involves a cop. Also seems to involve a PDP MLA, and nothing's much been done about it. There's not much outrage about it. More importantly, no one in the government seems to have addressed it and the girls' concerns. It's a longish story, but do read it. All right, Raman sir, you were also no, I'm I'm sure going to plug in the same, uh, the same story. It's plug not. It twice. It's not. Uh, I mean, the story is very complex. In fact, it's, it has just. It will unfold once the charge sheet is being filed. I mean, charge sheet. They are in the process of filing the charge sheet. The That, cops. Hmm. And uh, it's not just one girl or two. It was a full-fledged. Sex racket. So, so I think uh, just watch more stories on this front from us. So, I, I, yeah, I, th- I think, uh, I think it's a great recommendation. Nidhi has done a fantastic job. In fact, we'll have her on reporters or orders, um, telling us a little bit about this next week. My recommendation for the week is actually a fantastic podcast. Uh, it's called the Border Trilogy, Part One and Two. The third part is not yet out. It's on Radio Lab. and um it's interesting for a variety of reasons one is um the kind of things people study like you know that 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 is something about america is people like study the weirdest stuff so this guy's like studying and i mean he's doing his job and stuff that you know illegal migrants how they cross what what they do where they cross from and in that he finds all sorts of stuff left behind you know when they run and he finds like a a, a leg like a bone so that means someone's leg got stuck they left the leg behind or then they left the whole body behind then he finds bones and you i mean so you listen to it and it's interesting for a variety of reasons one how desperate people can be when they are illegal entering entering other countries how bad their lives must have been back home to risk that kind of shit to get a better life one is that second is what it leads to and how they find it's it's just interesting and i think they do podcasts so well of course they take a lot of time we'd love to do podcasts we have to need more money so do subscribe So that's my recommendation for the week. Um and yeah of course Nithi's story. I think yeah, and at and the risk of sounding like a regular TV it already has had impact. Uh, this man has issued a statement. He held not a press conference but he Yeah the PDP uh, is also investigating into it. They are going to come out with their own report. Hmm. And uh, yeah the story has been played I mean the TV channels have followed picked it up, uh, picked it up this story. So see that's what happens when you subscribe into independent media. You may be the first domino and the smallest one to fall, but you set up a chain. So thank you for that. Thank you, Rohan, for coming. As usual, you seem like a very sensible, smart young man, and you make me feel like I'm a overgrown delinquent. But anyway, <laughs> you're great. You yes. <laughs> you're very graceful and very hey, charming. Hey, we missed that Mahabharat thing. But anyway, which Mahabharat? Oh, that. that <laughs> you want to say anything? We can do that before we wind up. Please wait on that. Not much to say. Nothing to wait. <laughs> That that he the Tripura <laughs> for those of you who know the Tripura Chief Minister because you know we are entering digital India and everyone's so educated in our every in the government. Mahabharata. He said that area. the yeah. reason Dhritarashtra, who was Dhritarashtra the blind, was able to see what was happening on the 
on the field through Sanjay <laughs> was because of internet, which shows that yeah. we had internet. Yeah, and then the Tripura governor kind of supported that and said there must have been a prototype. And then he then responded when he you know got criticized for his comment. Tripura CM said that only narrow-minded people would not want to believe this. Yeah, that <laughs> you don't. But but I saw a fantastic comment on this that um, even if there was internet, if the government would be in power, there would have been a whatever services suspended. All internet servers have been suspended in the Mahabharata zone <laughs> because people start sharing all sorts of shit. Yeah. I don't know someone else had said, yeah, Nehru must have not paid the bill and so like this is why <laughs> we didn't have it for a while afterwards. Yeah, and then someone but, uh, blamed the Mughals also that it's been there for a long time but the Mughals must have like... Our, our film team, uh, we have a section called The Reel, they've pulled out a, a Telugu movie from 1957 in which they have this box that they can communicate with other people in like Mahabharata type times and so they're like this must be what he's talking about because it's exactly it's skype in the 50s showing mahabharat whenever it was yes <laughs> well such is life satire and reality are often hard to tell apart on that note goodbye until next week thank you thank, thank you. you thank you all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Newslaundry.